Praise God. We've, we've started um, looking this last couple of weeks at, at desire and the important, uh, importance of our desires. You know, um, God has made us with the ability to desire. He built into us the, the desire to want things, the desire to, to seek things, the desire to have things. And actually desire gives you the want to. And if you didn't have desires, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't be motivated for anything. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't um, be believing for anything. You wouldn't be uh, um, expecting anything if you didn't have desires. And that's why God has put desires in us. God has, God has built into us the ability to desire, um, whether it's things for our life, or whether it's the call of God upon our life, or you know, whether it's relationships, or whether it's just to, to get a break, or whatever it is. But you have those desires built into you. Whether it's food or certain types of food, God has made everything um, pleasurable. He's made everything colorful. And he's made everything full of tastes and flavors. And then he built in us desire to, in order for us to enjoy it. And so it's an amazing thing um, for, for to understand desires and to understand that God has made us that way. And I've looked at several things, but I've looked at how many times people think that to be a Christian is to be boring, to be bland, is your whole world is like gray, there's no color to it. That's some people's impression of Christianity, like, you know, receive Jesus when you're about to kick the bucket and enjoy your life until, until that. But, you know, I found out um, quite the opposite. I found whenever I received Jesus, I got true life and that Jesus came to give us an abundant life. And, um, you know, everything we need is in him. And we've looked at the, along those lines um, the last couple of weeks. Um, we've looked at temptation and stuff like that. I'm going to look a wee bit at that again this evening. Um, but, you know, you, you, we looked at the garden and how um, Satan was able to deceive Eve by um, focusing in on the one tree. And every tree was pleasurable to the eye, the Bible says. And God had given Adam and Eve every tree in the garden freely to enjoy. God's not holding anything back from us. Amen. He has pleasures for us. Things for us to enjoy. A full life for us to enjoy. Um, but you know there was a, that tree. The knowledge of, of good and evil. And it's amazing how Satan he focused on that one tree. And that, he, 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 he knows where to go. He went after the tree where God said don't eat off it. And I tell you that's the way he operates. And we looked at that with the law as well. When the law says thou shalt not. That's what Satan does. Satan goes and he tries to get you with the law. And to beat your brains out with the law. Uh, we looked uh, last week at that along those lines for a while as well and seen that how Jesus disarmed principalities and powers when he took the law and fulfilled it and nailed it to his cross. And uh, uh, saying how Christians are, are many times the most guilt-ridden, condemned people on the face of planet Earth. And the reason they are is because Satan uses the law against believers. Christians should be the most um, excited people on the face of planet Earth. Hope-filled people on, on the face of, of planet Earth. There, there should be so much life and joy and freedom in a believer because we truly have liberty. But many times Christians are still under a yoke of bondage. Um, even though they're saved and going to heaven. Um, even though our sins are forgiven. Many Christians still live with sin consciousness and are so condemned. Still living in the past. Still living with Satan beating their brains out over stuff that they've done in their life. Or even stuff that they did today. And when Jesus has paid the price for it, and we're forgiven. You know, we should be the most free people, not free to sin, but free to know that, you know what, no matter what happens in our life, Jesus has already paid the price. 
and to experience and enjoy the freedom and the forgiveness and the help and grace of Jesus in our lives every day. Um, but again, Satan is able to take that law many times and beat people's brains out uh, and, because, and convince them that the law is not fulfilled and that they're still under it. It's, an, it's a horrible place to live because nobody can fulfill the law. Amen. Apart from one person, Jesus. Amen. Um, so we looked along several lines uh, with desires. I looked at the temptations of Jesus um, last week as well. Um, and how Satan came and he's cunning. How that he waited for 40 days until Jesus was starving. And then he came. But Jesus had been spending time with his father. So he was full. Okay. And I'm gonna, that'll tie into what we're going to talk on this evening. He, was, he might not have been full of food. But he was full spending time with his father. And he was strong enough to withstand temptations. Because he, he, he was full in his, in his relationship with his father. Does that make sense? And I'll go along what we're going to look at tonight. But I'm going to talk tonight for a bit. I'm going to talk on this. I'm not, I'm not caught in a trap. And I'm going to just show how Satan again, how he comes against us. And I, I'm not meaning to spend a lot of time on him. Um, the Bible tells us um, that, we are, that we are not to be ignorant of his devices. So we need to look at, look at some of the things to do with, with, with the devil. But I tell you, we're not, we're not demon focused and we're not devil focused. We're Jesus focused. But we're still to be smart and know how he operates, okay? So that we can spot him whenever he comes. And how he operates. And what way he, he comes against us. Amen? Now, I, I, you know, today we were... Uh, actually, I came into the house um, this afternoon. And, and Donna was um, eating a sandwich earlier. And she said to me, she says, Boy, I was so hungry. She said that I, I couldn't even think straight. Has any of you ever been there? You know, when you're so hungry... You know, you can't think straight. Something you, and she was just saying, isn't it amazing how your body is? It, just, it wants to be fed. You know, it wants to be fed. And if it's not fed, you know what? It can start getting irritable and cranky and all of those kind of things. Because we, we desire to get food in us. We want to stay full, okay? We want to stay full. Um, you know, you know it's, it's like um, when you are full. If any has ever been so full that then you're so stuffed you don't want to even see food. I, I'm like that. You see, you see whenever I eat, and I have, you know, finished my dinner, whatever it is. I want all the food out of, out of the road. And, you know, Don will usually take my plate away from me. If we're out somewhere and we're eating or whatever. And when I, well, as soon as I finished, Donna usually reaches over straight away. And she'll lift my plate away and put it under hers. Uh, I'm slow eater, so I'm, I'm last to, to um, finish. So Donald will be sitting there just waiting for me to finish. But you know what? She'll take my plate out of the way straight away before even the waiter or the waitress comes, comes to get the plates. Do you know why? Because I can't stand food sitting in front of me once I'm, I'm full. I don't want to see it. I don't want to smell it. I want it out of the road and then I want dessert. Okay. <laughs> I want a coffee um, and dessert. But I don't want to see the food anymore because I'm, I'm full. Okay, and you know what? that's going to go along with what I'm going to talk on this evening because you see, Satan comes after our lives, but he can only get us if we're, if we're empty. Okay, he can only get us if we're hungry. But if you're stuffed, I mean, stuffed on the things of God, I mean, stuffed on Jesus. I'm not saying that we don't face temptations. I looked at this last week and we will see tonight that we do face temptations. I looked at this last week and I was saying as a, as a believer we're a very complex being. Because you can have the desires of God in you but you can also have wrong desires. And sometimes for, it can be confusing but it's just our makeup. We're made spirit, soul and body. You are a spirit. That's the real you. 
That's who you really are. So the real you, once you receive Jesus, is born again and has the desires of God on the inside. Um, and so you're connected to God. That's why if you, if you don't know Jesus, you're disconnected from God. You're, you live just by your sight and feelings and all of those things. But once you receive Jesus, you can live by faith. You can live from the inside out. So it's just like you're plugged into his life. Okay? And that's flowing in. And you end up, you have access to God's desires. But we still have an unrenewed mind that we're renewing constantly as believers. The Bible tells us to be renewed in, the, in our mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So we're always growing in our mind. Okay? And renewing that. So, um, letting our mind catch up with what has taken place on the inside. And then we live in a body which is like Herbie. Sometimes it wants to do what it wants. Okay? So you have the spirit that wants to serve God, but you also have a body that many times wants to do other things. But I was saying last week, whatever one you feed the most, if you feed your spirit the most, should you get into a, a, an arm wrestling match between your spirit and your flesh, do you know which one's going to win? Your, your spirit man is going to get the ascendancy. Yeah, and it'll have the strength to put down your flesh. But if you feed your flesh... And hardly spend any time with God or the things of God or anything like that. Putting the word in you. You know, spend time with him praying. All of those things that, that we do to, to stay strong spiritually. If you don't do that but you feed your flesh. You know, when you hit head on desires. The flesh will get the ascendancy because that's the one that has been being fed. So, but I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to show tonight. You know what, we do have desires. We can all have wrong desires, wrong thoughts. But which ones have the strength in your life? That's really what's important. Which ones are winning? Okay. Um, which ones have the strength to put down the flesh? Okay. Or the other way around. So uh, um, does it, we all have desires. We all have different desires. But thank God we have access to God's desires and we can stay strong. Amen. We desire the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. That we'll stay strong and stay strong believers. Amen. Um, but you know what? When, when we look at, when we, we're going to look here for a minute and just look at, you know, how Satan comes against us. Um, and how, again, we've looked at this, but I just want to hit on this here uh, again because this is how he operates. And it all has to do with our desires, okay? Let me just look over here for a second. James chapter 1 and verse um, 2. It says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations. And then it says here, knowing this. See, you'll not count it all joy if you don't know this. But if you do know this, you'll count it all joy. It's, it's, it's not saying that it's going to be joy. Many have ever been impressing circumstances, temptations, things where you really... See, see, that's where your desires come in. Because sometimes your desires can just say, I want to give up. Amen. But if you stay strong, you'll say, I might want to give up. But I have another set of desires on the inside of me that don't want to give up. I have a spirit man on the inside of me. I have a destiny. I have a call. And I don't care what it looks like right now. I'm going to count it all joy. Amen. That, that makes sense. Amen. Amen. That's the battle. See, this is, see, we have a fight of faith. And you know where it takes place? Amen. Between your ears. Yeah. And you can have both those voices coming at one time, but, wh but where's the strength? That's why when you spend time with God and you spend time in His Word, His Word is feeding you. Just like natural food feeds you. Well, spiritual food feeds you as well and keeps you strong on, on the spiritual side of your life. So that whenever you do face situations or you feel like giving up or you feel like throwing in the towel, every one of us face those desires from time to time in our lives. 
Every one of us have days where we just feel like saying, I just stuff the whole audience or stuff this or stuff that or couldn't be bothered. We all can have those feelings and sometimes those feelings are very real. Okay? But we also have a spirit man on the inside of us. And that's where the spirit of faith kicks in. Because the spirit of faith is like that bulldog faith that just locks in and says, I don't care what it looks like, I'm taking a hold of what God says and I'm going to come through. That's that bulldog faith. But that doesn't come without hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word until you have a cycle of faith going on the inside of you. And then when circumstances come, you've got so much momentum to your life that it's just like you just keep going forward even though those circumstances in the natural would destroy you. But they don't destroy you because you're full of faith. Amen. And it's actually the word that's carrying you. It's your relationship with Jesus that's carrying you. And you come out the other side and you come out and you go, God, that was you brought me through that. Because I know I don't have the strength for that. I know in myself I don't have the ability of that. But what was it? It was hearing the word and hearing the word and hearing the word. And you're hearing it and speaking it and hearing it and speaking it and hearing it and speaking it. And what are you doing? You're being fed. You're being built up. And you know what? You've got momentum to your life. It's like cycling a bike. You know, if you keep cycling and keep cycling and keep cycling, there's momentum that'll keep you going forward. But if you, if you, if you don't keep cycling, then you just, anything, a gust of wind could knock you off. You understand? But when, you're, when you've momentum to it, you'll just keep going and keep going and keep going. And that's the way it is in our, in our Christian walk. That's why we hear, we get it into our heart, we speak it. And as we hear ourselves speaking it, it's building up our faith. It's just like it just keeps going. You're just speaking it out and speaking it out and speaking it out. Amen. And declaring what God says. But again, it says here, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers' temptations, knowing this, that the trend of your faith works patience. Um, it doesn't say that trials will produce patience, but it gives you the opportunity. It gives you the opportunity to stand. It gives you the opportunity to get a workout. Okay? Uh, you, you, it's not the trials. Because if it was the trials, everybody would be a spiritual giant by now. Okay? Everybody would. It's not, the it's not the trial itself. It's the trial presents an opportunity for you to say, Right God, here's what your word says. I'm facing something at this present moment. I'm going to stand on your word. Amen? I'm going to stand on your word. And when you stand on God's word and you come out the other side, you get experience. And your patience is developed because you've, you've got some stamina now in you that you can say, do you know what, I withstood that. Thank you, Lord God, you, you brought me through that. And you know, you just let God keep ministering to you. You've, you've learned something. You've learned you can stand and come out the other side. You've learned that, that seasons are seasons. They don't last forever. You've learned that they don't last forever. Problems don't last forever. What you face today will be, will be a victory. Amen. Down the line. You'll look down, it'll be a testimony down the line. It'll be experience down the line. But sometimes when you're in it, it's tough. And you're facing the battle and you can feel the wind on you. And you can feel the emotions. And you can feel all the desires to give up and all of those things. But here's the thing. You also have a spirit man on the inside of you that's saying, don't you dare quit. You have a spirit man on the inside of you that's saying, you're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You've got patience when you go through things. You get patience. And know what patience will do? Patience will say don't you dare give up in your faith you keep standing becomes like a coach it becomes like a trainer that's standing beside you and saying don't give up keep standing you're going to come through this amen and you can face trials and you can face them and still have the joy of the lord we're a weird complex being do you know why we're in a kingdom where there's righteousness peace and joy in that kingdom and you can have joy and you can have peace and you're facing hell amen 
So, uh, but it's saying here, do you know uh, that we do face things? Look here, it says in verse um, 12, it says, Blessed is the man that endures temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Look what it says here, Let no man say, when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. It's amazing how many people blame God on everything that goes on in their lives. Every circumstance, every situation, every problem that comes. You know, and, and this is where people get into extreme sovereignty. And ex an extreme sovereignty, sovereignty, they're basically saying that everything that happens, God has a purpose in it. Everything that happens, you know, God has some mystical plan. Even if you don't understand it, God has a plan. No, my Bible lets me know whenever temptation comes, trials, those kind of things come against us. Circumstances like that come against us. It's not God, it's Satan that's coming. Um, you know, it, it, Satan comes for the word's sake, it says in Mark chapter 4. Don't, don't ever blame um, God on what Satan does. Amen. We know that. We know that the, um, the thief comes to steal, to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The thief comes to take. Jesus said, I'm a good shepherd. I came to give. I came to give my life for you. I, I, he just keeps giving. Satan will keep taking, but Jesus keeps giving. They're two opposites. Satan's a liar. Jesus is full of truth. He's full of grace and truth. And it's amazing how people will blame God on what the devil does. It's because they don't understand things. Like this verse here, let no man say when he's tempted. He's tempted of God. Look at this. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempts he any man. Amen. There's a difference between a, a test and a temptation. That's a whole other thing. Uh, uh, God will not test you like a temptation. A temptation is designed to destroy you. God will test you to let you know what's in you. Just like, you know, if you go and do your driving test, it's to let you know you can pass. Okay? It's to let you know you're well able for it. But Satan comes to destroy you. Amen? When God, when God tests you, God tests you with good things. He'll give you a rise. Amen? He'll give you a promotion. And say, say there you go, look, look what it did me, and then he'll see what you do with it. Amen. God doesn't test us to destroy us. Satan is the tempter. And he comes with evil to destroy us. So that's, that's another thing. But you know, um, we're not to get those mixed up. When things come against us to destroy us, to stop us, to hinder us, that's not a time to say, oh, oh God, what are you doing? God, God, I'll just yield to you. No, that's a time to get up and resist the devil. Amen. We're to resist the devil. How would you ever resist the devil if you think that it's God bringing everything into your life? Amen. What's the point in faith? What's the point in the promises? You know, it goes so far that people will say, you know what, God has certain people to be saved and certain people to be damned. What's the point in witnessing? Because whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway. Amen. And people go that far with it. No, God's sovereign as and he's number one. Nobody tells him what to do. But God gave us his word and he magnified his word above all his name. And he gave us promises and said, you can believe for these. There's benefits if you believe me. Amen. Take a hold of the word and stand on it. 
Praise God. Amen. But look here, it says in verse 13, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and neither tempts he any man. You could put on the end of that, with evil. It says here, but look at this, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of what? His own lust. Lust is he's talking about your desires, okay? This is why, see, this is how Satan comes against us. He goes for our desires. And, and we, there's several things you can learn from this here. You can't say, Satan made me do it. Have you ever heard that? Satan made me do that. Or say, somebody made me do that. Nobody can make you do anything. It's your choice. It's my choice. Joe, Satan can't make us do anything. Some people give him more power than he deserves. Amen. Do you know how Satan comes against us? He fishes us. That's what he does. He baits us. He comes with bait. And he tries to reel us in. So he puts things in front of us. And that's why it's saying there he entices us. That's talking about bait. Okay? He baits us. You know, when you talk about uh, entice, it means to entrap. It means to allure, to beguile, and to bait. So that's what he does. He comes and he tries to bait us. Why does he do that? He, he, it's just like fishing. That's why that, uh, that picture up there, let me just go back. Look. You see, this is what he does. He, he comes with, with, uh, uh, with bait. Now, when, you, when a person goes fishing, they use many different things. Like they'll use live bait, okay? Or they'll use, um, like, you know, like this thing, like it's just made out of plastic, but it looks, it has the appearance of something that the fish might want to eat. But there's always a hook in it. Okay? And this is the difference between God and Satan. You see, God has got great desires for our life, but there's no hook in it. And everything that God has for us is for our betterment. It's, it'll, it'll benefit our life. And God has wonderful desires for our life. I'm going to be looking at these um, next week. I'm going to get into that. God has got great desires for our life. I'm trying to show the negative here, but the same principle you can apply to God as well. You know, you have to want it, okay? And God will want to fill your desires with things for Him and for your purpose and for your destiny. Amen? He'll, 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 he'll put it before you. Um, you, need to, you need to spend time with Him and let those desires get built up on the inside. But you know what? Here's the thing about a fish. You can't catch a fish unless it's hungry. Okay? See, people say the devil made me do it. Satan can't make none of us do anything. Do you know what he does? He puts temptations before us. And he tries to bait us. And he, he goes after our weaknesses. He's not going after our strengths. He goes after our weaknesses. And that's why he dangles things before us. But you know what? God can strengthen us. God can build us up. And the word can build us up. But you can't catch a fish that is full. You can only catch a fish that is hungry. That's, that's how, see, this is how he, he goes after or he is, all he can do is put things before us and see will we bite. He'll put our weaknesses before us and see will, will we bite. And that's what he does. He goes after. See, look, look again what it says here. It says when, uh, um, but verse 14, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away off his what? His own lusts and enticed. See, he goes after the desires. He tries to feed the desires. And this generation, boys, we're more exposed to things than we've ever been. It's with media, with, with social media, we have billboards. Just things that are just constantly 
pulling on our desires. That's why, you, that's why whenever you see an advert on TV, do you know what, you can see an advert for chocolate and do you know what, next thing you're in the car and going to get in the thing. <laughs> I'll go and get that, I wouldn't mind that for, and we'll sit down tonight and watch a wee film, I wouldn't mind eating that tonight. And you know what it is, when you see it, you know what it is, that your desires start to want it. Yeah? So, and that's, that's, how, that's how Satan, Satan tries, see Satan tries to get our desires. That's why it's important what desires we feed. Because that's the only way Satan can get us. He goes after our desires. Amen. And this is how it works. I'll come back to this in a second. Let me just read on down here. Verse 15. Look at this. And when lust has what? Conceived. You, how many of you know you just don't... A baby just... You don't say, I want a baby. And, and it shows up the next day. How many of you know you have to conceive? And then you have to carry it. And then you give birth. And that's why, see, see, sometimes we can have all desires and all, but they're, they're not pregnant. But you know when you let, when you feed on certain things and feed and expose yourself to stuff, it gets in your, it gets on the inside of you to the point where it, it takes seed and it gets rooted. And that's whenever, that's, if that keeps growing, that's what's going to grow in you and that's what you're really going to want. Okay? It's like I can work good or bad. Like in the kingdom of God, God wants to get his word in us. It's the same principle. Let God feed your desires. Amen. Get in you. Until it gets in your desires. Until it gets in your want to. See, if you, it's in, your, it's in your, um, your lusts or in your desires where you become pregnant. Negative way with lusts and extreme lusts. Okay. In God, it gets in your desires where you want the things of God. God will plant things in you and you, you know it will grow. And that'll be your baby. Okay? And it'll grow. And, and you know what? When you get something growing on the inside, you'll want it more than anything else. That it starts to kick everything in your life. You start to believe for it. You start to dream for it. You know why? Because that's what you want more than anything. That's why your desires are so important. Amen? Now, I got into all of this by talking on the gifts of the Spirit, which is where we're going. Because the Bible says you're to, to covet earnestly the gifts, the best gifts. The Bible tells us to desire spiritual gifts. Do you know, you'll never have a move of God unless you desire it. Amen? Or whatever it is God has for your life. You'll never, and if it's a, you know, we'd say a willy-nilly desire. Where, you know what, oh, I desire that. But you know what, it, it hasn't become pregnant, you understand? It hasn't really got in you to where you're pregnant with it. But if you become pregnant with it, and it gets in your desire to, it's what you really want in life. It, there's different levels of desire. There's like a willy-nilly desire. The Bible talks about the lazy man that he has desires, but he'll never accomplish them. Okay? But then the Bible talks about that you can have an earnest desire. And when you have strong and a strong earnest desire for something, that's the thing that, that you get up in the morning thinking about. That's the thing you think about during the day. You see, it's not just a desire because I, I've been around many people and they'll tell me they're, they're, you know, they have a real desire for the things of God, but they, they, they might have, but it's a desire, take it or leave it. Okay? But then there's other people I get around and I know they have a desire for God. It's not, it's not a willy-nilly desire. I mean, it's the passion of their life. I mean, when you get with them, they, don't, they talk about Jesus nonstop. I mean, I don't mean to don't talk about it, but I mean, that's the heart of their conversation. I mean, you get around them and it's not too long until they're talking about 
the things of God, dreaming, you know, talking about a move of God, talking about what they're believing for, talking about, you know, this is what I'm expecting. Do you know why that's in them? It's in their desires. And you know what? They're pregnant with it. And if you're pregnant with something and it gets in your desires, it's just a matter of time. Amen. That's why the Bible says when temptations come to try and take you away, don't you let it take you away. You stay close to Jesus. Stay close to the promises because that's what you're going to give birth to. Amen. You see, a, 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 a fish will only bite if it's hungry. What I'm getting to. So what are we full of? That's really what it comes down to. Because we're all going to be full of something. That's what I was saying with Jesus earlier. Whenever Jesus was in the, in the wilderness... The reason Satan couldn't tempt him, even though physically he was hungry, even though physically he wanted food, Satan couldn't get him. Do you know why? Because he was full in his relationship with his father. So when the temptation came, he was so full of the word that he was able to say it is written every single time. See, he was full. And it's, it's, it's what you're full of for all of us. Are you full? Because everybody's full of something. Okay. Everybody's full of something. You're either full of Jesus or you're full of something else. And you know, if you're full of Jesus, I, I, I was saying this the other day, you know, if you're full of the genuine, you've no time for the artificial. You see, for Satan to get you, he comes like a, a poacher or a, a fisherman. And he has to use the artificial to try and catch you. Okay, and many times you'll see that there are kind of things like these spinners and different things like that. They'll use something that has the appearance of a fish or a, an appearance of a shrimp or an appearance of a fly. When people go fly fishing, it looks like a fly. They can make that. There's a special way in which you, you, you throw the rod and you keep going back. David, you fish, don't you? Where you, you get the, the fly. It's like, it's like a fly in midair and the way it lands on the water. And so, so the, the fish will come, the salmon will come looking for it. But you know what? It's artificial. And it's baiting it. And it will only catch a hungry fish. Okay? There's hundreds of other fish swimming by. And you know what? In the water, there is natural food. Okay? And if you feed on the natural food, you'll not bite the artificial. Do you understand? Just in that kind of illustration. Do you know, do you know in life... There's, there's food all around us. You know, we all live in the same world. Okay? Every single one of us, we all live in the same world. Um, and you know that there, there's, there's good for us, as in the things of God. God has got plenty of things for us to enjoy freely. He has a, His Word. We can feed on Him every day. We can feed on and enjoy the pleasures of life. Because there's so many pleasures that He has made available for us. But, the, but the, we enjoy them because He's the center of everything we do. And then we can enjoy everything. If He's not the center of it, it's artificial. And we're looking for things to give us what only Jesus can. That makes sense? So we're, we're, when we're hungry, we bite anything. And that's why people end up going into different things and wrong relationships and, you know, taking um, substance abuses and things like that is because they're looking for satisfaction because they're empty. But you know what? If you get Jesus on the inside of your full, that's why it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. When you taste the Lord and you taste of Him, you become full. Amen? And you get to enjoy Him. You get to enjoy His pleasures that He has for your life. Amen? That, that makes sense? And that's what I'm saying. There's natural, um, there's natural food in, in the water. 
And there's natural food for us as well as in God's Word. And God's Word isn't natural. You understand the illustration. It's spiritual. But there's, there's the genuine for us. And if you feed on that and feed on Jesus, you'll be so full of Him. That even though you can face temptations, but you're full. Okay? Amen? Now, I was, I was driving up to Donna's mum's there yesterday. And myself and Donna were driving up um, in the car. And as I was driving up, I, I could just see this. I was just meditating on this. And all of a sudden on the inside of me, I could just see, just like the world that we live in. And I could see it just like, you know, just like an ocean. Just like a fish in the ocean. Okay? But it was our, our world. And you know what it was like? There was lines coming everywhere around us. With different things that was there. There was lines, temptations for everything there. But then, you know, we have, we have Jesus and we have the things of God. And that's just like a picture of what life is. We all face the same temptations in life. And there's fishing lines coming everywhere in life. I mean, you know, we all live in the same kind of location. We live in the same island. There's the same temptations for everybody. Like in this town, there's the same temptations for everybody in this town. We all have the same internet connection. Okay, so to speak. We all have the same Sky TV. We all have the same temptations before us. But you know what? We don't, we don't all have to feed or to have the same, uh, fall for the same traps. Do you know why? Because we also have Jesus. We have his word. And if you can stay full of him, you won't take the bait. And all I could see and just on the inside of me was lines coming everywhere. But you know what? But I'm walking with Jesus. And you know what, I think about this, especially raising kids and stuff in this generation. And, um, you know, living in this generation. Many times people make it out like, you know, you have kids. All it is is temptation before you and all of this kind of stuff. And yes, there is. But I've learned this as a believer myself. If you stay full of Jesus, you're not as hungry for other things. Amen? You just, it just depends what you feed on. And many times people portray the negative that the devil's after you. Yes, he is. And he desires to sift you as wheat. He hasn't got a, one bone of goodness in him. If he could, he'd destroy you. But I'll tell you, but you can stay close to Jesus and you can dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And he can't get at you. Amen. Amen. He can't get at you. You just stay with him and dwell in him and walk with him. Amen. Every day of your life. Do you know what I found? I found just in my own life, the more revelation I've got on the grace of, uh, of God, I've been more hungry for Jesus than I've ever been. And I tell you, when you fall in love with Jesus, you fall out of love with so many things. Amen. You fall out of love with so many things. And a lot of times people are saying, you know why? How could you bring people up in this generation? I believe the grace of God will keep you in any generation. Amen. I really do. I believe that wall in my heart. I believe the, God, the grace of God will keep you because you face the same temptations that everybody else faces in this town. Okay? And I'm not saying that we're perfect. We get it wrong, but we get up and we start feeding on Jesus again. Okay? But this is how it works. That makes sense. Amen? Praise God for Jesus. Stay full of Jesus, amen. Um, but that's how Satan operates. He just operates this way. This is how, just how he comes against people. And that's the only way he can come against people is through desires. But that's why God wants our desires. And that's why Satan wants our desires. Do you know why? I, I, I want more and more what Jesus has for me. And you know what? I want to want what he... Do you understand what I'm saying? I want to want what he has for my life. I don't want to miss it. I'm hungry for him. I'm full of him. Amen. 
And I'm not saying I'm far from perfect and anybody knows me knows I'm, I'm far from perfect. None of us are perfect, okay? But I have a want to. To do what Jesus has for my life. And I want to stay full of him. And I want to stay... I, and inwardly, and my spirit man, I'm complete. You're complete. There's no room for anybody else in our spirit. We're full of him, okay? Colossians tells us that. But in our life as in our mind and our day-to-day -day life, I want him to be more and more full of my day, more and more full of my thoughts. Understand? Amen. And that only comes by spending time with him and feeding on him. Look here in, in our chapter 4, look what it says here for a second. It says, From thence comes wars and fightings among you. Come they not even from your lust. You see, this is where all of this comes from. Your desires. In other words, it can be negative or positive. But all of these want-tos come from our desires. It says here, verse 2, You lust and have not, you kill and desire to have, and, obtain, and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask amiss. You ask and receive not, um, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your own lusts. Look at this, you adulterers and adulteresses. Um, know ye not that friendship of the world is enemy is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. It's the enemy, two systems, two kingdoms that are, are colliding. Or, but I'm just saying, you know, it's saying the same thing here. Do you know, if we're intimate with the world, we'll have the world's desires. And if we're in intimate with God, we'll start having his desires. Amen. How do you get God's desires? You spend time with him. You expose your mind to him, your heart to him. Yeah, for to desire something, you have to either see it on the outside or you have to see it on the inside. Okay? That's why many times God will show you stuff on the inside and he'll show you what he has for you. And when you can see it on the inside, you'll start to desire it. And if you can see it, you can have it. Amen? If God puts that in you, you can see it, you can have it. Once God puts it in and shows you a picture of it, that's your, he'll give you a vision. And once you have a vision, you hold on to it. Amen? Because as you think, you become... Amen. Amen. That's why God gives you things in picture form and shows you things so that you'll desire it. And when you desire it, it's just a matter of time. Amen. Um, that, that verse there, look what it says there. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my God, and Him will I trust. Surely He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. That's a trap. Amen. Amen. That's why I'm not caught in a trap and you're not caught in a trap. There's traps everywhere around us, but you don't have to take the bait. You'll only get caught if you take the bait. That's why, as you see, in, in God there's pleasures. You know, I, I looked the last couple of days, I looked in the book of Proverbs, and I looked at, at things to do with just sexual pleasures, okay? Sexual traps that are there. And it's all to do with desires. You're reading in Proverbs, there's loads of it. And it's all to do with, you know, uh, you know, it'll show, like, you can work male or female, but it shows the first few chapters in Proverbs. It shows, you know, uh, 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 the adulterous woman and um, the prostitute and stuff like that. It'll show, how does she win? She wins with her, her, her mouth. She's a sweet talker. Um, she, she appeals to the desires. And then the next thing it says, and the person, if they take the bait, they're trapped. They've taken the bait and they've been caught. And how is it? It's just been, it's been appealing to the desires again. It talks about a fowler. A fowler is someone who catches birds. And they, they, would, they would set a trap, either a net or sometimes a box. And they'll have a box sitting up and there's a, there's a stick. And on the, end, on the stick there's a string. 
and they have, a, they have bait there and they'll wait for the bird to go in onto the box and as soon as it goes in onto it they'll pull this, the stick away, away and the box will fall down and it's caught and it's trapped okay and you don't get what you're promised but you know Satan's like that you never get what you're promised with him because he's a liar but I'll tell you God has pleasures for us and you get them and you get to enjoy them Amen. That's the difference. See, it's like Satan will tell you, here's something for you, but there's a hook in it or there's a trap. It's like sexual pleasures that he offers. You, you don't get what he promises. There's, it's always a trap. But you know, God has pleasures. I mean, where do you think those desires came from? Where do you, who do you think put those desires in your body and put those um, pleasurable things in your body? Those, you know, I'm trying to read between the or speak between the lines the night. You understand what I'm saying? But, but you know, who do you think put them in there? God did. What do you think Sarah said when 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 God said you're going to have a child again? That she turned around and said, uh, "Am I going to have pleasure with Abraham again in old age?" Yeah, you see, God give those pleasures. Amen. But you see, when in God's way, there's no hook. In God's way, there's no trap. In God's way, you don't get hurt. That's why when it talks about, you know, um, the virtuous woman, when you get to the end of the book of Proverbs, at the beginning you see the, the negative, at the end you see the, the, the virtuous woman. And when you get to the virtuous woman, it says there that she'll do her husband good all the days of his life. You know, that's not someone promising something uh, uh, but can't deliver. That's God has a relationship there um, between two that, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a great relationship. And God has designed all of these pleasures for us. I mean, you know, God wants us to have wealth in life. God wants us to increase. But Satan's way is covetousness. And Satan's way is the love of money. There's a hook in that. And the Bible says that it'll hurt you. Because you end up becoming money-minded. And you hurt, you hurt people in the process. But you know, then God's way is, he says, I'll give you richly all things to enjoy. You get to enjoy it. So God wants to bless your life. But he is a way where he becomes the center. Amen? It's completely different. Amen? Now, I just want to end with this here. I'm going to just go through this very, very quickly and we'll, we'll close this evening. But you look at these things and sometimes it can, you can, we can talk like this and we can even give people information. I've, I've been taught information on loads of different things over the years and it's great. And you learn by wisdom. Wisdom will let you know what's going to happen if I take this step Here's the outcome. That's wisdom. Okay, wisdom will, wisdom will let you know what the outcome is going to be. And you can learn and be smart. But that doesn't always give you the desire. Even though you can know what the outcome is going to be. If you have wrong desires. That are, uh, have the, the, like as I said earlier on the bike. If they have the momentum. It doesn't matter what wisdom you have. Sometimes you can know what the outcome is going to be, but your desires want that thing so much that you, you throw wisdom to the side because this is what I want. You understand? But I have found in God, God supplies you. And this is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament because in the Old Testament under the law, it just demanded from you. But in the New Covenant, God supplies you. Not alone will He give you the wisdom, but I have found this, God will give you the want to as well. Amen. He'll give you the desire. And there's a supply that comes with God. I, you know, I was, I was upstairs the other night and I was just thinking about this and saying, God, you know what? Let me just put a couple of, I want to put a couple of points across God very easily and very quickly. You know, 
that show that God gives you the desire for things. And because this is where I want to go um, in the next couple of weeks. He's showing that God will give you desires. I know Satan tries to bring desires in our life. We've looked at that the last couple of weeks now. Um, how he fishes our desires and all of those kind of things. How he wants us to become pregnant in our desires. Because he, he wants to take us off track. And if he can go, want, get us going after the bait that he trap, or sets, he'll trap us. But I've found that walking with Jesus, he fills you. And there's such a supply in your life that it changes you. And that's why grace is so important in the Christian walk. Because grace just doesn't tell you what to do. It actually gives you the desire to do what God has for you as well. Amen? It, it, it comes out of love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. And if you can get love working in you, there's a bunch of things you won't do. Not because you, you're told not to, or just out of pure obedience, don't do these things. But no, God, yes, there's times where you just have to make your mind up and say, right, I'm not doing that. But you know, I found walking with Jesus, he gives you desires for other things. that you be, You're so hungry for what he has for you. And that's where you feed from. That makes sense? Yeah. Amen? I'll just call these out quickly. I'm not going to spend um, a lot of time in this, but I just want to call this out really quickly. You know, uh, um, the Ten Commandments, okay? You know, you, you, you have the first one. I shall not put any, any gods before me, any other gods before me. So I found, I found in the New Covenant, when you realize how low he went, and then how high he was exalted, and he done all of that for you, and that you're exalted in him. I found in my life, I don't want to put anything. See, that's, I have such a love for God that I don't need a law per se to tell me, don't put anything else before him. Because I know what he's done for me. That I don't want anything else before him because I love him so much. That's the difference between demanding and grace. Grace will give you the desire for God. It'll give you the passion for God. It'll give you the hunger for God. You'll fall more in love with Jesus. And when you're full of Jesus, as I said, you'll fall out of love with so many other things. All of those traps. Amen. Praise God. Amen. It's like the woman caught in the act of adultery. And the woman at the well. I can guarantee you they follow Jesus for the rest of their lives. Do you know why? No one ever treated them. The way Jesus did. And when you realize how good he's been to you, well, who can take his place? Amen. You become so full of him. And um, the second commandment says, you know, don't make any graven image and bow down to, to worship any, any, anything else. Do you know what? When you know how good Jesus has been to you, Jim, and you know how worthy he is. Do you know in the book of Revelations, he's the only one that was worthy. And I'll tell you, everybody bowed down before him. One day everybody's going to bow their knee and confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God their Father. Do you know what? It's not hard to do that when you realize what he's done for you. It's easy. Amen. Do you understand? It's, 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 it's different. When you realize how worthy he is, you have no problem bowing the knee. Amen. No problem whatsoever. It's, it's, it's becoming Jesus. Do you see? That's what I'm saying. Jesus will give you the want to. Grace will give you the want to. The love of God will give you the want to. The law will just tell you what to do. Okay? But it can't give you the want to. Grace will give you the want to. It'll give you the desire. You know, um, it's, it, third commandment was, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. 
Do you, know, do you know Jesus has been given a name that's above every name? Do you, know, do you know that the religious, I was thinking about this today, the religious exalted um, Barabbas' name above Jesus. And they lowered Jesus' name right below the common criminal. He, like, he was the worst of the worst in their eyes. But you know what? God exalted that name to be the highest name in the universe. Where it's above every name. And it's at that name, that's the only name where you can get saved. There is no other name to get saved. I tell you, when you, when you realize what Jesus done for you, you value that name. It becomes the most precious name in your life. No one has to tell me, don't take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Do you know why? I love that name. It's the most precious name to me. I'd be lost without it. You'd be lost without it. You understand? See, there's a desire that comes. It's not, you know, thou shalt, you know, not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You know what? Just, just preach how great his name is. Preach that that's a name above every circumstance in your life, situation. And he's given you the authority to use that name. I tell you, you'll treasure that name. You won't throw it about flippantly and, and, and cheap. Amen. Do you know why? Desire. You understand that name. Do you know what that is? That's grace. Um, praise God. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. A lot you can say about that. But I tell you, Jesus is our Sabbath. Jesus is our rest today. I'm not going to get into that. There's a bit of explanation about that. But you know what? I don't, I don't need to, to be told, you know, we're a certain thing on a certain day and all of that kind of stuff. I'll tell you, Jesus is the center of my days. Amen. Amen. He's the center of my days. Amen. And I could explain more. Now, I'm not going to look at that um, this evening. But that was a type and a shadow. We have the substance. When you have the substance, praise God. Amen. Um, honor your father and your mother. You know, all you have to do is just look to Jesus. When you look to Jesus, supply comes. You look to him and you look at how, how, how submissive, submissive Jesus was. And is. Jesus walked in submission to his parents. And you, you see Jesus even in eternity. He says he's going to walk in submission to the Father forever and forever. You know, I, I, see, when you see him and see how good he is. I tell you, when you get full of his, when you get full of his love, you start loving your parents, some people have had horrible parents. I've been blessed. I've had great parents. Um, and it's not hard to honor my mom and dad. But you know what? There, there's, there's some people have not had that experience. But I tell you, when you're full of the love of God, God's, you start to love people even if they don't deserve it. You know, see, love gives you the want to. You start valuing people. Love will cause you to value. See, when you see Jesus, how much he loves people, do you know what comes? The want to. The supply comes. Amen. And thou shalt not kill again. Love will cause you to love people. Love will cause you to love the people that Jesus loves. Amen. And when it says thou shalt not kill, it's actually murder. Um, but you know what? Love will put value on life. Love will put value on people. And do you know what it is? It's, it's love. Do you see, if you get Jesus, the center, you're feeding from him all the time. You get his desires. I found you get his desires for people. You just look at things different. All of these things, they shall not commit adultery. It's the same thing. See Ephesians chapter 5. I, every time I read Ephesians chapter 5 and see how much Jesus loves his church and that we're his bride and that we're imperfect. But what does he do? He washes us with the water of his word. He speaks good things over us. Amen. He speaks, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're the blessed. You're the healed. Speaks all of these wonderful things over our lives. 
Even if we have blemishes, which we all have. But how does he deal with it? He washes us. He speaks well of us. Do you know every time I see how Jesus treats me and Jesus treats his church? Do you know what? It, I, it causes me to want to love my wife more. You know why? Because I see Jesus. And when you see Jesus, there's a supply. Amen? See, that's better than just saying, don't commit adultery. Telling someone don't commit adultery can't give you a love for your wife. But that's what I'm going with. Jesus gives you desires. He gives you the want to. Amen. Amen? It's completely different. You go through all of these here. They shall not steal. It's the same thing. If you love people, you won't steal from them. They shall not bear false witness. All of these things are self-centered. But love, when you get that supply, when you see Jesus ministering to you, do you know what? You just want to bless people. You don't want to take it. You see, he's a, he's a giver. He's not short-handed. You see, you, you don't have to steal because you realize he's your oversupply. See, there's a want-to. There's a want I got. You end up wanting to be a giver and not a taker. Where does that come? That's desires that come from him. That's what I'm trying to say. When you feed on him, you'll have his desires. And verse 10, thou, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's stuff and all of that stuff. Do you know what I, I found in my life? When, see, God's an oversupply in your life. You see, God can meet all of our needs and it doesn't bankrupt heaven. See, some people get jealous when somebody gets ahead. See, see, as a believer, if somebody gets ahead, start rejoicing because you serve the same God. Amen. Amen? When you, you see somebody get a breakthrough, rejoice. Because you serve the God of the breakthrough as well. You serve the, the same God. When someone gets healed, rejoice. Amen. Some people, oh, I'm sick or I'm facing this. And why did they get healed? Just rejoice. Learn to, learn to rejoice when you see others get ahead. Learn to rejoice. You see somebody get a promotion, rejoice. You see somebody get a new car, rejoice. See somebody get a house, rejoice. You see somebody get the thing that you want, you rejoice. Because if your God can do that for them, He can do it for you. God's not short. Amen. The tree, the, the garden was full of trees. The, the, the ocean is full of fish, okay? Full of food, as we've been saying. God's not short. We don't need to covet all the... I tell you, do you know what? It's just getting a revelation of His love. Jesus fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, and He was able to feed everybody. And everybody was full. Okay, and everybody had as much as they would, as much as they wanted. They could just keep eating. God's not tight, and God is not short. Amen. When you see people blessed, rejoice. That's one of the qualities uh, and things that in our home that we've endeavoured to build into our lives. When we see people get ahead in something or get something, even if we want it, we're going to rejoice that they got it. Do you know what that is? It's love. So what's the alternative? Be jealous? Why be jealous when I know my God supplies all of my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus? There's enough for us all. Amen. Amen? There's enough for us all. God's grace doesn't diminish. When you take from it, it's still there. It's just like those five loaves and fish. When you took from it, there was, there was more. When you took, there was more. God's not empty and God's not short. Amen. All I'm trying to show tonight is that if you're full of Jesus, you won't be as hungry for the other things. Uh -uh. Same goes for me as well. Amen. Amen. And I plan to stay full of Him and let Him be the source 
of my strong desires in life. Amen. So praise God. Amen.